From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. And today we're going to be doing a special supersized version of In Black and Right because we've got a lot of stuff on the plate today. So it's I haven't done one in a while, but uh, but given all the news that's been going on today and the things that have come up on my news feeds, holy cow, it's going to be a trip. So let's get her started. Now, of course, as always, uh, before we get into the news of the day, I want to make sure that everybody knows that you can give us send us an email with questions, comments, shout outs, what have you, uh, to inblackandright at gmail.com. Also, our website, inblackandright.net. We've got some things going on there. And, yep, we're going to have some fun, folks. Today, and believe me, there's a lot of news. And certainly one of the big news items of the day is, the, a little earlier today, former Vice President Mike Pence has admitted to Congress that there are... Uh, that he has in, he's in possession of classified documents. I thought, oh, brother, what is it with former what what is it with vice former vice presidents and classified documents? I'm not even bringing uh, Donald Trump into it, but anyway. But before we kind of get into the fun stuff today, I want to make sure that um, today. Again, another great interview on Steve Bannon's War Room with uh, Monica Crowley, Dr. Monica Crowley, an amazing lady. Uh, Dr. Crowley uh, worked most notably with uh, Richard Nixon during his administration. So definitely uh, the lady knows a lot about foreign policy and so forth. But given her interview today on Steve Bannon's War Room, uh, bringing her insights onto the whole situation with the documents, Biden's document problem, the Ukraine, the massive amount of corruption that's going on. It's just ah, too much. But hey, I will let uh, Dr. Crowley uh, offer her insights because I'll tell you, there's a lot going on that not a lot of people don't know about, and especially my dear friends in the wonderful Palmetto State of South Carolina, what the Sam hell is wrong with Lindsey Graham? I mean, I'm serious. I'm not understanding why President Trump even wants to use him when he goes out and starts making his, uh, ugh, anyway. But here's Monica Crowley this morning on Steve Bannon's War Room. Um, look, when, whenever we talk about the regime, the deep state, and the multi-front war, that the, the multi-front assault coming to the United States, you have to keep in mind that it's all of a piece. We have a lot of moving parts here, but they're all rowing in the same direction. They're all moving in the same direction, okay? So let's just stipulate that. Number two, let's stipulate that Joe Biden is the most corrupt president we have ever had, and it's not even close. Let's also stipulate 
that he and his son, Hunter Biden, as well as his brother, James Biden, they are the most blackmailable people on the face of the earth. And the fact that this man is now the president of the United States and the commander in chief making decisions about our national security and foreign policy, perhaps introducing American soldiers into harm's way is completely outrageous and totally unacceptable. So once we have that baseline of information, now let's move into Hunter Biden, the classified document scandal, and Ukraine. Because again, it's all of a piece. Ukraine is a country of deep and profound corruption of long standing. So it's no coincidence that the Biden family, with the bag man, Hunter Biden, who was drug addled and incredibly vulnerable to all kinds of influences, was the Biden's key man in terms of bringing back tens of millions of dollars from this corrupt country. Notice that they didn't go to France, they didn't go to Italy, they went to Ukraine. So again, it's of a piece. Now we have this war in Ukraine, and the Biden family is now deeply in power. Obviously, we've got Joe Biden as president making decisions about American foreign policy. In this this situation, which has become a massive international money laundering operation for the globalist ruling class, not just the U.S. elites, but also the globalists are cashing in hand over fist in this enterprise in Ukraine. So it is no coincidence that Joe Biden is not seeking a diplomatic end to this. Because look, he could just throw a switch, send Anthony Blinken over there and begin talks. They don't want to because they're all enriching and empowering themselves through this war. And, and everybody on the ground knows it. Shame on Lindsey Graham for continuing to try to stoke these fires. And I'll second that. What is wrong with Lindsey Graham? Why is he talking like a neocon? I mean, we're, this is why... I don't understand. Trump wanted us out of wars, and he took us out of wars, and yet you've got people like Lindsey Graham, a uniparty doofus, who's trying to get us into a war and sending these Abram tanks to the Ukraine. And there are other Republicans in the House as well and in the Senate. Fellas, what's wrong with you? What is seriously wrong with you? This is not helpful. This is absolutely not helpful. Ugh. And uh, sometimes there are headaches that not even Advil can fix. Okay? It, it just, it, there just aren't. We are already in the middle of a fight over the debt ceiling. And I have a story regarding that here in a moment. And yet, you want to send all this stuff uh, Abrams tanks and so forth. You want to bring uh, Ukrainians here to the U.S. to be trained how to use all of this equipment. And yet, what are we getting for our money? Hmm? What are we getting for our money? That is the $64,000 question. Or the multi-billion dollar question. I mean, you have uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, hey, if we're going to give money to the Ukraine, it needs to be audited. Which is like, oops, that doesn't help. Especially when you have such a corrupt country like the Ukraine, and it still is, with all of their oligarchs. The Z and of course, it's not being helped with the Zelensky fanboys. Uh, 
and fan girls in the U.S. Senate, people like uh, Tom Cotton of Arkansas, dude, really? You're, you, sir, are a mess. Um, and, and others. I mean, uh, McCall, Congressman McCall of Texas. I mean, heck, I haven't even visited the man's district. Dude, again, what is your problem? What is your problem? Holy cow. Um, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we've got a lot of that going on uh, with the Ukraine, with their corruption, and and a whole lot of skunky stuff over there. Now, apparently, the reason why they want to give the Ukraine all these tanks is some type of armored offensive going against Russia to try to take back the Crimea? Uh, yeah, okay. That's nice, but why isn't Europe doing this? Why, why is the... There's a reason why the EU hasn't gotten involved in this train wreck. Because they don't have the money, and they're just leaving the Ukraine high and dry. And yet, okay, sure, Zelensky comes over, gives his nice little speech, his fundraiser speech, to a joint session of Congress. The goofballs in the Senate pass the omnibus bill with all this money for the Ukraine. And, and what's even crazier about that, the omnibus bill didn't even let our own border patrol and the money it got it is it was expressly forbidden for the border patrol to use any of that money for border security i mean this is called stupidity on steroids or sos so yeah something ain't right with this picture class and i still have my sort of theory about why all these problems with Biden showing up out of the blue when it's been there for the longest time. Uh, I mean, sure, some people think, well, you're just a conspiracy theorist. And yeah, you haven't done your homework. Sit down. Now, it's bad enough they want Trump gone because the shadowy figures, the masters of the dark money and others in the government the, the really, really deep state, uh, they can't control Trump, so they want him gone. Now, all of a sudden, here comes all these problems with Biden and classified documents and so forth, because essentially, Biden has outlived his usefulness. So it's time to get rid of him. And so, yeah, you know, here's supposedly all these people who don't want Biden to run, and a lot of people who don't, well, the Republicans that don't want Trump to run. I said, somehow this isn't quite kosher, if you will. It's not kosher to me. I'm like, ah, uh, but that will reveal itself in time, I believe. I mean, a lot of the reckoning has started now, and it started in earnest. And it's going to get even crazier. And I would, and speaking of crazy, oh my gosh. Here's another example of stupidity on steroids. Story from the Epic Times. Uh, House headline, House Democrats propose eliminating debt ceiling. What? Are, 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 you, are you serious? <laughs> oh, I mean, just reading the first couple of paragraphs of the story, 
It's in the Epic Times. I'll be putting it on all of my social media. Dozens of House Democrats believe it is time to eliminate the debt ceiling and instead allow unlimited borrowing so the government can spend whatever it needs. Uh, translation of that, we want to basically have the power to do whatever, to do whatever we want, whenever we want, to whomever we want, and we don't want anybody getting in our way. Okay, time to slit the throat of the American economy. That's exactly what that means. Ugh. The federal, and continuing on in the story, the federal government is entrenched in another battle over the debt ceiling after Washington hit its borrowing limit about $31.4 trillion last week. Well, okay. Now, let's say for a minute, you know, we take this foolishness and actually make it a reality. If you think you got problems now, which we do, now, and keep in mind, since 2010, 2010, that's 13 years ago, we have added $20 trillion to the debt. $20 trillion in, thir in less than 13 years. Okay, now with that being said, what do you think is going to happen if the debt ceiling is eliminated? The answer is simple. Kiss goodbye the American economy. Kiss goodbye a whole lot of other things because if we already have tens of trillions of dollars in debt. Now, if you add in certain other factors such as unfunded liabilities, and that's a phrase you should get really used to, folks, we, could, we are at about $100 trillion in debt. A hundred trillion dollars. And you want to get rid of the debt ceiling? I mean, might as well just put a gun to your head and play Russian roulette. At least politically and economically. Because the Fed will essentially be useless. The Treasury will be useless. We're going, this will be worse than the days of the Weimar Republic in Germany pre-World War II. It's going to be worse than that. And it's going to be on a global scale. Because you get rid of the debt ceiling, the U.S. dollar will no longer be the number one reserve currency in the world. And, they can, and then you can go to whatever currency you want, the Chinese yuan or whatever, to buy things like oil and engage in other types of trade. So yeah, that's stupid. That's definitely stupidity on steroids. So yeah, let yeah, let's go for it. Sure. Oh. My my my. Oh. Now, another interesting facet here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so in the realm of COVID and the vaccines and all the other crap. Got a couple of real beauties for you. Uh, another story by uh, John Solomon's Just the News. Outstanding website if you haven't used it. Now the headline of this story. FDA leaves out Pfizer COVID vaccine stroke signal. 
myocarditis study from advisor's next meeting. Which means Pfizer, after with all that money it made with a vaccine that was nothing short of experimental, the adverse effects were attempted to be hidden. Is it any wonder that Pfizer wanted all of their data on their vaccine put away and not being able to be seen for 75 years under the provision that anybody was left who took the dang thing? And thank God they had a, a federal judge made that, uh, said, no, we're not going to do that. Oh, and along the same line, I mean, good grief. Along the very same line, another story from the Epic Times. Headline today, CDC officials who spread misinformation, ooh, that's a rough word, but CDC officials who spread misinformation apologized to the source of the false data, but not to the public email show. Okay. Uh-huh. And everybody, all you vaccine COVID crazies, uh, to heck with you and, uh, well, screw you and the horse you rode in on. Because the vaccine and all the vaccine crazies and the uh, people are smarter than you realize. Now we know. Now we know even more so how much the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, oh, this is going to be a fun when Fauci, when it's Fauci's turn to come to Capitol Hill and explain what the heck were you trying to do, you, you sorry piece of crap, with these and all the money that you get that you laundered through the Eco Health Alliance to get it to the Wuhan lab and all of their research. And this is beautiful. This is absolutely just so twisted. I mean, I'll just, just again, I'm, I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs from this story. I'm going to put it out there on social media, too, so I'm going to be one busy guy. But anyway, the, the beginning of the story reads, U.S. health officials who spread inflated COVID-19 child death data in public meetings apologized to the source of the false data, but not to the public. Newly obtained emails show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you've got a doctor who's talking about this dang vaccine, find this story, on your, put it on your phone, and put it right square in front of them. That's crazy. Doctors, uh, and continue on in the story, doctors Kathleen Fleming Dutra and Sarah Oliver with the CDC offered the false data in 2022 while U.S. officials weighed granting emergency authorization for COVID-19 vaccines for children as young as six months. Excuse me, I warned folks, uh-uh, Vax um, an experimental vaccine and you have no idea they don't have any idea either what it might do to your child if you get, I've got two beautiful, handsome, healthy nephews who are both 10 months old. If I had my brothers, I would tell, it's like, 
There is not a snowball's chance in hell <clears throat> that you're going to put that crap in my boys. Period. Because you don't know what's going on with it. They don't know what's going on. The doctors don't know. The CDC doesn't know. But yet they're just like, oh, it's safe and effective. B.S. Absolute B.S. And if you really want to get some serious 411 on this whole thing with the vaccines, <coughs> excuse me, and the Pfizer data that they tried to hide from the public, I highly, highly recommend Dr. Naomi Wolf at Daily Clout. Dailyclout.io. She's even got a book on this, an ebook. And I'm, if you really want to learn about the vaccine and what they tried to keep from you and from what they wanted to do to your kids, I mean, my goodness, we still have athletes, young, healthy athletes dropping dead, dropping dead. Not just DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. That was a that was a dang near tragedy. I mean, the young man playing for NFL football, top of his game in top shape, and drops dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in his case, praise God, he is recovering, but it's going to be a long time for him. And yeah, I mean, he went to see uh, the Buffalo Cincinnati game on Sunday. You know. A divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and uh, and sadly, you know, the the Bengals beat the Bills, but it was nice to see him up and around. But that young man is going to have a long recovery because he might even have to give up his NFL career because of a damn vaccine. That, ladies and gentlemen, is not just a tragedy and a dirty, rotten shame. That's just malevolence on display. It's evil. It's straight up, and I will not apologize for using the term evil. And the people at Pfizer, Moderna, people in government like Francis Collins, the former head of the National Institutes of Health, Fauci and his criminal family, and all the crud that they did to just try to squash this, no, there has to be some real justice. There has to be a day of reckoning for Fauci. There has to be. If not, there is no justice. It's bad enough we didn't do it with Hillary Clinton and her bleached bit emails and so forth and James Comey, the super patriot, sanctimonious piece of crap that he is, saying, oh, well, no, it's not a crime that she did things that she wasn't supposed to do. Ugh, under the Federal Records Act. So, I don't know. I, I just don't know about this. But, I mean, let's take all of that. And going back to yesterday, and I wish I had gotten to this. Because this is important. Now, another story, just the news, uh, from Madeline Hubbard. Uh, it's just messed up. We now hear, uh, and here's the... Uh, here's the headline. Ex-FBI counterintelligence official tied to the Trump-Russia probe charged with violating U.S. sanctions. <laughs> yep, folks, you cannot make this up. This is an example of karma coming back 
and biting you right in the butt. Right in the butt. It's just it's it's beautiful in one sense, but it's not really surprised in the other. Now, just again, uh, wow, a five-count indictment was uh, unsealed regarding a gentleman named Charles McGonagall, who is a former FBI counterintelligence official, and he was charged with allegedly violating sanctions on Russia by providing services to Russian oligarch Oleg Derispaka. And so when the retired FBI agent, Mr. McGonagall, uh, was investigated as part of the Russia collusion probe. Now this guy was connected very much, I mean like majorly connected, to the Trump-Russia investigation, and boom, he now, Mr. McGonagall, has now been arrested on five counts. I mean, my goodness, it, this is this is beautiful to me because, yeah, the FBI, who was supposed to be so pristine in character, a high-ranking retired official who was deeply connected with one of the most messed up cases. And I mean messed up in the sense that it was absolute crap. It was based on false information that was given to a FISA court and everything else. So yeah, so now this McGonagall guy is now busted. He is absolutely stone cold busted. Now, <laughs> this is, I can't wait. And I really wish Jim Jordan, Congressman, God bless you, I love you, but get your butt in gear, buddy. Let's go. We've got, con oh my gosh, this is loaded to the gills. It's not just Biden and his documents. No, no, no. We now have Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland need to be subpoenaed, hauled up to Congress, and you got some splaining to do, Lucy. Oh, he, he, they both have. So I don't know. I'm, part of me is kind of, kind of laughing at this because this proves once and for all that there is some justice left. Now, whether that results in a conviction uh, in a federal court and going to prison and getting some, uh, getting yourself a new uh, orange jumpsuit, you know, but... It's just crazy. It is absolutely straight up crazy that a former FBI official in counterintelligence who is officially tied big time to the Trump-Russia probe is now busted for doing, for essentially spying for the Russians. You cannot make this stuff up between Biden and the Ukraine and all the things that he did all the way back to his days as a senator? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, you've got that. Now you've got a former FBI official caught for spying for the Russians with ties to the severely messed up probe. <laughs> Crack 
up. It, it's a crack up. I, I, part of me loves this, but part of me is very sad because we still have an awful lot to deal with. An awful lot to deal with. And we still have a lot to do as far as uh, getting this country cleaned up. And we do. And even though I know there are going to be some who are going to be hating me for this, but hey, the reason why this country is in such a mess, frankly, the church didn't do its job. We dropped the ball as Christians in this country. The church didn't do its job because it was too scared of, it could be for a variety of reasons, you know, in spite of the 501c3 status being threatened and all these other stuff and people just getting downright uh, upset and you know, offended and, well, you shouldn't be dealing with politics. Well, too bad, boys and girls. Politics is already involved with you big time. I mean, if you're an American taxpayer, oh yeah, if you're a business person, a professional, executive, it doesn't matter what you are or what you do for a living, you're already up to it. Politics is very interested in you. They want to control your speech. They want to control your money. They essentially want you to just say, you know, please, uh, can I have some more? And just, and when they tell you no, they expect you to just sit down, be quiet, and be thankful for what you get. This is the attitude of the World Economic Forum types, the party of Davos, the global elites. They don't care so long. I mean, it's the golden rule. They have the gold. They make the rules. And if you, and if you don't like it, too bad you will be essentially eliminated. You know, it's like you own nothing and you'll be happy. Who's stupid enough to believe that? I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure there are, but that's crap. I happen to like capitalism. Now, a lot of these younger kids who are coming out of these American universities, uh, pretty much with their skulls full of mush have been thoroughly just put through a meat grinder and hey you know they're like socialism's cool socialism is a disaster because you don't pay enough attention to history socialism sucked communism which was supposed to be just as good if not better that sucked too read the history of the 20th century look what happened in europe in the old soviet union yeah, mm-hmm, but socialism's cool. It's like, I'm trying to be nice to the younger generation, but I can't when you get that, when you're seriously stuck on stupid, because you can't fix it unless you get some serious divine intervention. Then maybe you got a shot at it. But until then, it's like, no, sorry. You can't fix stupid people. I'm sorry, you just can't. But my gosh, folks, and, and to think, <laughs> this is, we're not even at the end of January, and we've got a whole bunch of crud. Um, I mean, my gosh, what was it? Uh, let's see, what was it? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, there's so much going on, and people are living in some sort of weirded out 
uh, some weirded out ut leftist utopian fantasy. Uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, it's just ah, it, it's just insane what's going on in the country right now, and a lot of things are coming back to haunt us, and I'm just going okay I mean we've still got uh, recently a um, I'm trying to remember the company just announced a bunch of layoffs the Spotify there we go yes hallelujah Spotify has announced global job reductions their big tech is getting killed essentially with companies like Microsoft Spotify, Amazon, uh, Facebook, or Meta, whichever you prefer. It's just crazy. And yeah, we still have people thinking, oh, the economy's fine, the economy's fine. It's like we're talking either serious liars or folks who, need, who are off of their meds. Because this is not, in, this is not grounded in reality whatsoever the job cuts are inflation still is and especially for food the price of eggs oh my gosh I went to the grocery store and I just about had a heart attack when I saw the price of eggs I've never seen that kind of money I mean I spent dang near seven dollars for a dozen and a half of eggs that was just one container when the same amount of money would have gotten me maybe two or three. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure, everything's fine. But I'll tell you what, folks. I, I mean, I'm, hope, I'm, I'm becoming more hopeful that maybe some things just might straighten out. But if I have to keep looking at Washington, D.C., the swamp, and frankly, dear, dear GOP House, if you do not hold the line on the debt ceiling, kiss your congressional seats goodbye because you will have told the base throughout the country that you do not matter. And given the fact that we are just only a few days away from the RNC meeting uh, over there in uh, Dana Point, California, and trying to get uh, some real leadership because Ronna McDaniel ain't getting the job done, folks. And she's trying to use all of her establishment friends to hold the position. And frankly, uh, get off the stage, Ronna, okay? People are disgusted. They're not happy with the results. And you've been losing and losing and losing. The results, you can make your case of, oh, you did this and you did that. It didn't result in election wins, honey. It just didn't. And so that, that race is really hot, even though you may not hear a lot about it until the weekend, because I believe the meeting starts uh, four days on Friday. And, oh, man, uh, I'm looking, I'm, in a way, I'm looking forward to it, but in a way, I'm not. Because this is going to be really indicative of how entrenched the establishment is and how much they just 
either want to be controlled opposition or loyal opposition, but they don't really want change and they ignore the base. It's not about always the mega donors. It's not. It's about out there, grandmas, you know, going into their pocketbooks, uh, giving, you know, 10, maybe 20 bucks to a candidate because they don't trust the RNC. They don't trust their state GOP. Maybe in some cases, they don't even trust their county GOP. They just assume give it directly to the candidate and to heck with the parties, county, state, or national. So I'm gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens over the weekend with that uh, and see if Ronald McDaniel can kind of squirm her way back into another two-year term as RNC chair or can we get real change with real fighters like Harmeet Dillon or, or, and or Mike Lindell. I like to think that Dillon and Lindell can make a great sort of team taking their skill sets. Harmeet Dillon is a highly successful lawyer and she's definitely a fighter. And to use Mike Lindell's uh, corporate experience in the business world as a successful entrepreneur, I mean, my gosh, I mean, who, how many times can you go through a day and not see a MyPillow commercial? I mean, I, I love to buy his stuff. It's just a little rich for my blood right now. But one way or another, yeah, I'm going to support his company because he's standing up for America. In spite of the fact that he's had big box stores, shopping channels kick him out, and the insult of insults, Walmart even kicked out uh, Mike Lindell. No MyPillow products anywhere in a Walmart, anywhere in the country. So yeah, the, the, the RNC needs, that, that's kind of where my focus is. The RNC needs real change. And I want to see if they're actually going to do it. So Ronald McDaniel is all concerned about the 168. Well, who do you think puts the 168 where they are, ma'am? It's the local parties. It's state committee men and state committee women in counties all over the country that sends them to the state party that makes them state chairs and national committee men and women who do you think sends them there because if they don't get if you don't get the support of the grassroots i don't care how powerful you are how rich you are you're not going to get anything because it's the grassroots that gave mccarthy a mega house so yeah, this is going to be fun, folks. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> and since Tuesday is yeah, sort of coming to an end, I will leave it right there on this supersized edition of In Black and Right Today. You can find us on social media. Uh, you can simply go to inblackandright.net, click the Other Platforms tab, and see where we are on Getter, on Rumble, Truth Social, Twitter, Instagram, and True Patriot Network, among others. You can also find our, uh, pod, our audio podcast 
Just go to any podcast platform, look for In Black and Right, search us out, follow us, you'll be notified when new episodes uh, are uploaded, and tell your friends. That's all I ask. Tell your friends, encourage them to sign up, listen to the program, and all that fun stuff. So for now, my friends, I'm going to call it a day. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you guys. Have yourself a great rest of the day. And as always, remember, patriots come in all colors.